Do you need to trim up the home box office before taking your lady or gent to the motion picture show? Then I suggest you go to manscaped.com and purchase the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer helps reduce nicks, it reduces the risk of ingrown hairs, and it reduces the risk of grooming accidents. If you go to manscaped.com, be sure to enter in the promo code SCREENADDICTS for an additional 20% off your order and free shipping. Again, that is promo code SCREENADDICTS. S-C-R-E-E-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S And we'll see you at the movies! Recorded in front of a live studio audience! Fire up the projectors, turn on your TVs, and adjust your antennas. It's time for the Screen Addicts Podcast. Welcome back to another mini-sode of the Screen Addicts Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cinema, Steven Sosa. And I'm your other co-host, as always, Chris TV Viegas. TV Viegas has turned on the TV, the boob tube. It has been marathons lately. You know, I've been finishing uh, one show before I start another one, or even in between so it's been uh, it's been fun but little you know what i mean you know what i mean i absolutely do let me ask you something tv viegas do you think that our kids would think we were crazy if we told them that at one point in our lives we used to have to adjust antennas like it says in our intro because <laughs> <laughs> they, they could be like what's an antenna you know, my kids asked me that one time because in our intros, you know, it's like, adjust your antennas, you know, and we always saw that as like a throwback to what we used to actually have to do in the 90s and right. 80s. And my kids were like, what does that even mean? I said, well, back in the day, back in the day, kids, we used to have antennas <laughs> called rabbit ears. And I was like these long <laughs> metal sticks and you would actually have to adjust them to obtain a better frequency for your television it's kind of like what you would consider wi-fi today because <laughs> it's all <laughs> up in the air but yeah, yeah i was i was always wondering if you had ever told your kids or if they've even asked like they probably wouldn't even know to ask because i mean why would no. that even be in their mind man no. what a time what a time to be alive stupid that, antennas that's why we're the greatest generation of all time because we've been through all the shit man yeah. Pre-internet, pre-flat screen TVs, huge ass TVs that were the size of what couches now. You know, <laughs> right? it's like moving <laughs> furniture to get that with, big ass TV <laughs> with antennas, and then now we're here. But the cool thing is that yeah, we were young, but we were so young that we still remember it all. That encapsulates so many different things, music, but especially technology and our generation. We are so lucky to be able to know the difference between old school technology and new school tech. I saw this meme the other day and it had, you know how those, uh, those weightlifters, they, they carry those big giant round boulders, how they like lift those boulders up on other stones. They're like mm -hmm. kilos or something like that. This yeah. guy, the, the meme was this big dude was carrying a big boulder and he had this look on his face, man. He was so red. He's like, you know, like power dumping or something. <laughs> and then the meme said, this was me trying to move my TV in the nineties. <laughs> And I said, damn it, yeah. if that doesn't resonate with anyone our age, I, I, I would be shocked because what yeah. a trial that was. But speaking of TV and all things on the screen, the mini-sode, we cover what we've been recently watching. So, Chris, what have you been watching? 
I am on the last couple episodes of uh, The Outer Banks, so that one is getting really good. Um, from what I complained about last time, it's finally coming all back together, so I'm excited. And this is where the show is really good to me, is when the cast is together. So I'm excited about that one. Uh, I think I have like one or two episodes left, so mm -hmm. uh, we'll save the full review till we're all done. Okay. Um, and then I, I know somebody is, is pining to be on the show when we do that full review. Oh, yeah. Also, we finished a, a kind of a reality game show uh, that Tasha found on Netflix called uh, Who is the Mole? Mm. Um, it, it was okay. It was pretty fun. The thing I like about this show, so you start with a group of people. And in this one group of in this in this group of people, there's one person that's a mole that's out to sabotage every challenge that they do to earn money. So this person, uh, the mole's job is to make them lose money out of their their pot, make them lose money out of uh, being able to take a lot of money home. So throughout the whole show, you're trying to figure out who the mole is and this and that. This is one show that this type of, of game show that it's like I didn't get who it was until the very end. They hit it very, very well. And sometimes when you're in these shows, like they give it away so obvious so soon. And you're like, well, I know who it is. I don't want to finish the rest of it because it's dumb. But this one held it pretty <laughs> damn good till the very end. So um, that was on Netflix called uh, Who is the Mole? Um, and then we watching rebels for the very first time star wars rebels uh i think I've, I've talked about this before and we're on the last season now um i think we're about six episodes in and it is so good so so good um i'm sad that it's almost over i think uh it doesn't sarah michelle geller have a voice in that show I think she's in. I know she's in one of the Star Wars shows, and I think it is Rebels. But I, I wouldn't. I, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I'm just a fanboy. I'm like, fanboying over you, Buffy as you know, usual. You know who is a voice in the show on one of the characters? Uh, an actor that we talked about in the episode earlier this week, Dante Bosco. Rufio's in it. He's alive. Yes. Yeah, he, he, it's a small part, and probably his residual check is like 35 cents, but he did <laughs> yeah. and you can tell his voice, like his voice is so distinct, like you can tell it's him, and I'm like, I bet that's him, so I had to watch the credits, and sure enough, he was in the damn show, I was like, that's cool. I don't want to be so bold, but I think we should try and ask Dante Bosco if he wants to come onto the podcast, that would be a good guess, Dude, personally. Dude, that would be dope. I want I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him. I'm gonna see if he has contact information. They should have called it the Rebels and Rufio personally, but I hate. Yeah, I'm not making the show. You know, um, and then the American Idol Survivor. What do you think about Survivor this year, man? Oh, I love it. I, I'm always a mark for Survivor. I always will yeah. be. There was there was a time when. It was a couple seasons ago, as we've discussed on the podcast, it got really political. And even fans of the show were just like, okay, that's, that's a little too much out of the way. We just want straight-up Survivor, gameplay, strategic, you know, social issues should stay outside of the game. Because this game, yeah. you're in a whole new world. You can find it to this world. And I still enjoy it. I think that um, – yeah, are you all caught up on that? Uh, a couple episodes. Oh, okay, okay. So. so I won't reveal anything. But, yeah, I mean, I enjoy it so far. It's, it's yeah. standard Survivor stuff. It still works. So. 
Cool. And the last thing that I want to talk about that I've been watching this week is the Steven Yeun, Ali Wong beef on Netflix. Beef. Dude. Okay, so it was good the first episode and a half that I talked about last week. It was, it was <laughs> good. It got so much better. Ooh, I thought you were going to oh say it started to gosh. suck or something. No, man. The way the these characters intertwine, the, the pettiness that these characters have and the, the way they carry on their beef is insane. And let me tell you, let me tell you, the last episode is so unexpected to me. The way stuff turns out and the way it ends... I'm like, holy shit! Did they just do that? Did did that just happen? It was it was insane. It was it's so good, um, it is so good. But you definitely, definitely, probably gonna go need to see a therapist after you watch <laughs> this show, one hundred percent. So, uh, if you've watched Beef, let me know what you think. Um, leave us, leave me a comment in our Screen Addicts Fanatics group. Um, I'd love to hear somebody else's view on it since steven hasn't watched it yet yeah mm-hmm. just post it and see what other people thought cool but that's it for me man this week okay well my recently watched <laughs> my recently watch consists of a couple of movies that first one being i finally finally saw the super mario brothers movie and well i have to say i absolutely loved it it was such a blast of nostalgia the visual imagery was gorgeous the story was pretty basic but I mean, you really don't need too much from Super Mario Brothers traveling into the Mushroom Kingdom. Jack Black stole the show as Bowser. His Peaches song will and should be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song, just so we could see him playing it live in person at the Oscar ceremony. And, you know, I don't really need to go too much more into it because a lot of people saw it and a lot of people agreed with us, much like earlier this uh, week's episode where we talked about how wrong the critics were. And let me tell you, they were dead wrong. After watching it, I realize now just how wrong they were and... I'm glad that we both saw it, and I'm glad that we both enjoyed it, and I'm glad that everybody seems to be enjoying it, because they're going to be building more uh, movies from this, and it, will I go see it again? Absolutely. Absolutely. I And you were you were 100% right. I was, I was just in love with this movie. I told you, man. I told you. I told you. It is great. Yes, I know you were sad that you didn't watch it in the beginning, but it was worth the, the little bit of a wait, right? Yeah, I guess. I hate waiting for movies, but <laughs> you're right. The anticipation did build up for, for a while. Because usually I'll go and see movies when they come out on Thursday nights, like the early previews of them. And mm-hmm. it seems like I've been watching a lot of movies like that recently. But this one, I waited all the way up until Tuesday. And then what's crazy was the fact that everybody seemed to have seen it before I did, which is really unsettling for me. I hate that. Even my dad saw it before I did. My dad. And that's pretty bad. And so, um, but yeah, every everything worked out. Finally got to it, and I'm glad that I did. That being said, another one that I watched that I was very upset that I did watch was Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. That new uh, Resident Evil movie that came out last year. Oh, I hate dogging on a movie because I always try to look at the positives and everything. But that one really sucked, man. I was so disappointed by that and people were kind of excited to see this new take and fresh perspective on the resident evil franchise considering paul anderson and mila jovovich had made 
what was it, like eight Resident Evil movies. And at that point, it's like, okay, we'll just keep making them with them because they still make money. There's continuity in the story, even though it goes all over the place outside of the confines of the, the video game series. But this one, I don't know what they were trying to do with it, man. It wasn't very long. It was very disappointing. It had that uh, Kayla Scoladero, who is an actress that was in the last Pirates movie. She was in Crawl. She played the girl that was in Crawl, chasing, you know, being overrun by the alligators in that Florida hurricane. She's really good in that movie. So I thought, oh, she's fantastic in that movie. So this this one might be pretty good. It just it wasn't it wasn't the worst movie, but it was just very disappointing. I, I was kind of excited about the notion of seeing a new take on resident evil this one did not deliver it and unfortunately if you saw it i'm sorry and if you haven't you might want to stay away from it another one that i saw that was another semi-disappointing movie i've been watching a lot of disappointing movies chris and i i don't like it this one was 65 with adam driver the movie where that just came out and it's already on digital streaming after like a month and i thought that this one was going to be pretty good because adam driver is a good good actor and he's pretty selective in his range of films that he's been doing lately and this one was kind of disappointing i thought alex garland had something to do with it he might still have i need to fact check that and um do another review on it because i could go in length about this movie but i will just say that he crash lands in a time period that was 65 million years ago where dinosaurs ruled the earth so i thought oh this could be like a turok type of movie where he's just mowing down people you know like a badass dinosaur hunter or something no it was pretty boring <laughs> the action was okay very minimal there there's a relationship that he has with a young girl who he takes on as somewhat of a surrogate daughter. He has a daughter back where he lives, and he sees this girl in the woods, and you don't really know why or how she's there, and I can't say because it'll give spoilers away, but he he, he takes this girl in, and she becomes his like surrogate daughter, and the relationship between them two is terrible. Like, no chemistry. I don't buy them together as this like father-daughter union. Take Joel and Ellie from The Last of Us. Perfect example of how to capture a, a you know, just riveting, dramatic father-daughter surrogate relationship. That's how it's done. You use that as the template, compare it to this, what a disappointment. Overall, the special effects were great, but I would I would pass up on that one. Saw another movie on Netflix called Chupa, about uh, uh, Jones Coron, the son of Alfonso Coron, is directing this movie. So I said, okay, kid, let's see if you're as good as Papi, you know? And, uh, you know, this movie was pretty good. It was a pretty whimsical little tale, and it's set, I think, in the 90s, because there's, like, 90s all over. You should watch it with the boys. It's on Netflix. It's yeah. basically, like, Mexican E.T. That's, that's the best way that yeah. I can say it. This little boy goes and visits its family in Mexico, and they talk about the Chupacabra, and they, they find a baby Chupacabra, and they call him Chupa, and he befriends this little baby, Chupacabra, and he kind of like takes it. It's very much like E.T. Takes it on. The government, all these people are after it. They're trying to hunt it, trying to figure out what it is. They, it has hearing, uh, healing ability, so they're trying to acquire whatever it is that the Chupacabra mystically has this healing ability, and they want to use that against, you know, for humans and stuff. And I'm sorry, I'm going to go ahead and start this off by saying, back in the day, our uh, abuelas y abuelos, they said the chupacabra was a monster and i believe them so scary bad they are basically hairless giant dogs with fangs like just no and then they try to netflix is trying to say that these are cuddly little creatures hell no netflix i'm not buying it you cannot put a fast one on me i know what the chupacabra is all about next thing you know you're gonna tell me that el cucuy is just like a cuddly monster or something hell no it's not i'm not believing any of it but I will say that that movie was pretty cute, and I highly recommend it for the entire family. <laughs> so you said it was 
is like E.T. Is it like E.T. or is it more like Mac and Me? Oh, no. It's definitely more like E.T. <laughs> because it was good. <laughs> it was a good movie. Oh, and uh, whatever. I love Mac and Me. Well, I know, but you, uh, there weren't any uh, Ronald McDonald cameos in this, so it's definitely more <laughs> E.T. It was a good little family movie, and I would highly recommend for the entire family. And so, a couple of TV shows. I also, or I did, I finished uh, season three of Outer Banks, and I, of course, won't give you any spoilers. Except I'm going to tell you something that happens in the finale. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> the uh, the Mad Dog is calling upon us, Chris, to have our Outer Banks reunion slash post season episode, and I think we might be doing that pretty soon. So we'll have to talk about that later on after the episode because I really want to talk about it. I'm I'm pretty excited to talk about it. I, I'm I'm good with that. Like I said last week, she's my favorite uh, Sosa Assembly. Uh, oh so. boy, that caused a rift. <laughs> I appreciate that. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, well, Connor's like, well, I need to get on there and defend my name. I'm like, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where we can get you on, pal. <laughs> hey, but yeah, I know one episode that uh, I'm probably gonna he could probably uplift his name and that's if we ever finally do an anime episode oh yeah oh for sure yeah we'll definitely get him in for that he he would surpass me in every field in that because I don't I don't watch it and you two would have a field day on me because I, that's definitely one department that I'm lacking and I, I need to get better about it because there's good quality stuff there I just I yeah. don't know I haven't I don't have any particular reason why i'm not i don't have any kind of hesitancy to do so i just always other stuff but yeah so outer bank season three was good and i'm gonna just say succession that last episode season uh four episode three one of the best episodes of tv i've seen in a long time every actor in that episode deserves an emmy it was so riveting so dramatic you start to feel for these horrible people it was just so good such a great episode of tv so if you watch succession you know exactly what i'm talking about i think that's about it man that's all i really have for uh, for uh, recently watched so i guess it's on to the headlines Okay, headline number one, and we were talking a little bit about Super Mario Brothers the movie, and that opening weekend number, man, $204 million, still haven't really solidified it under or over Frozen 2, but the numbers might get a little finicky here and there, but I just have to say, I have to bring that up again, because it was incredibly insane how well that movie did, and my theater was still semi-packed, and as I figured it would be, but we went in there an early matinee on, like, a Tuesday, so it was, or Wednesday, so it was pretty good, but yeah, fantastic, fantastic numbers for that, and it bodes well for future installments of that movie, because it definitely could make a couple more, like, easily make a couple more Super Mario Brothers movies, and with a number like that, I guarantee you that it's probably gonna happen, somehow. Oh, dude, and, and especially the way, uh, the after-credits... So if you haven't seen the movie, make, there, there's two. There's a mid credit scene, after credit scene. Right. Make sure you stay for it. They're really quick. I mean, it sets it up for for the next ones. And uh, there's so much. The, and one to tie into this headline, I think it's Jack Black. He has the perfect casting for Wario. He wants Pedro Pascal to play Wario. <laughs> 
Pedro Pascal should just do everything. And you know what? That's fine. Bring him on. That would be great. He could be Waluigi, too, for all I give a shit. <laughs> that man could do it all. He could play both. Why can't he play both? I think he should play he both could. for sure. That would be good. But second headline, speaking of casting new stuff, they're going to have to cast a whole bunch of people because Star Wars movies are on the horizon. And one being director James Mangold's prequel film that's set 20,000 years or 15,000 years before episode one. And it's basically he's going to explore the rise of the Jedi Order. Very exciting stuff. James Mangold is the director of Logan. He just... He's currently releasing and working on Indiana Jones, the new movie. And this guy, man, he's got a list of films that if you looked at his filmography, you'd be like, damn, he's made a lot of great movies all the way back from 97's Copland to, like I said, Indiana Jones today. I think it's going to be great. He's a great filmmaker. I'm excited to see that. They're doing a Ray Skywalker follow-up. And I'm in the camp that I don't mind Daisy Ridley. I thought she was a good actress. I thought she did good as Ray. She kind of had to deal with a lot of uh, back and forth creatively because there was just Mm -hmm. they didn't have anybody to mainline the new trilogy so it got all over the place fans rejected her and that was unfortunate but she's going to be in a movie set 15 years after the rise of skywalker so she's going to be a lot older more mature and she's going to be starting the jedi order which i do not mind and then finally dave filoni is going to be and of course this is dave filoni who created the mandalorian with john favreau a guy that just gets star wars like he totally gets it so He's going to be doing a New Republic movie, which I think will be quite impressive. And then last headline that I had for tonight, man, was the Ahsoka trailer debuting. And I know you had your yeah. thoughts on that, so I'm just going to let you take it away from here. Man, okay, so I've un- unexpectedly had perfect timing on starting Rebels and then with Ahsoka coming out. Uh, there's a lot of really cool uh live action characters that are coming to life from Rebels. Uh, You get to see Hera, Sabine. There's a little glimpse of Ezra, which are all characters from Rebels. And then uh, in Mandalorian last week, you got to see another character uh, from Rebels as well that's setting up this Ahsoka stuff. So, man, it's it's really cool to see all those characters coming to live action. I do have to say, Ahsoka is probably one of my probably top three favorite Star Wars characters of all time. She's just her story from the Clone Wars and the way she is in Rebels and... Now, the episodes of The Mandalorian she was in last season, uh, with the perfect casting, like, you couldn't get any better. To see the trailer and what she's doing, and it's set after uh, the the events that happened in Rebels, which is, which is really cool because not a lot of people know that the animated series ties into the actual timeline of the movies and everything like that, and the TV shows. So, it, it's going to be really, it looks so good. Where does uh, Rebels sit in the timeline of Star Wars? Is It's post-Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, right? But it's before yes, it's Episode before, 7. It's before Episode 7. I think it is right after the events, or right before. I, ha- I have to look before uh, Rogue One. Okay, so... Oh, right, right. She goes way back. Okay, so it would be after, after Episode 3 and before Episode 4, A New Hope. Okay, so it's in that... It's in that. Okay, I got you. Because I'm not too familiar with Rebels. I haven't seen it. I, I should probably just watch it because I keep hearing good things about it. So. It's it's real quick, man. So if, mm-hmm. if there's a time in the day where you can just – and you don't – I mean, I know you like to watch, watch. But if it's one of the, the shows that you can just like 
listen to and know mm -hmm. and see and like picture it in your mind. It's one of those that once you get familiarized with the characters, you can just listen and you, you'll good. know exactly what's going on. So I heard, I heard another note that Ewan McGregor was out there saying that he would like a season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm like, yeah, I bet you would, buddy. Maybe you should have <laughs> disappointed everyone with season one and you would have got it. <laughs> The best thing that came out of that was the Darth Vader's right. scenes. In and that Ahsoka show. was in that too, right? Wasn't she in? Yeah. I think she was in, or was she in Book of Boba Fett? I can't remember. I, they're all starting to blur in my brain, but I know she's in one or two of them. I don't remember, but I think Obi-Wan could be done. <laughs> if it didn't make another season, I wouldn't be too upset, but yeah, I guess I would watch it if sure. they did. All right, Chris, well, that sounds good, man. If you don't have any other headlines, my dude, that's a wrap. That is it for me, guys. Thanks again for coming back this week, listening to the mini-sode. Uh, we hope we made your commute to work on a Friday a lot quicker or the commute home a lot quicker. Wherever you're listening to us, go ahead, hit subscribe so you know when these mini-sodes drop and you know when you can listen to them. And as long as you're there, go ahead and leave us a review. Five stars would be amazing. And as always on the social medias, give us a follow. Look us up. We're the Screen Addicts Podcast. And just look those up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you're on Twitter, go ahead and look up Screen underscore Addicts and that's A-D-D-I-C-S. Uh, also on TikTok, Steve even as dropping some movie reviews some really cool ones on there so look up screen addicts podcast and then if you have any suggestions for us uh any comments or any uh suggestions like i said of topics uh go ahead and drop us an email uh, screen addicts podcast at gmail.com and we will get those read promptly and then after all is said and done go back and become one of our fanatics on Facebook. Search for the group Screen Addicts Fanatics and that is where we're most active dropping trailers and movie news and all sorts of stuff guys. So become one of the fanatics and join our group. Um, I guess that is it for us tonight. So good night. Adios amigos. Thank you for listening to the Screen Addicts Podcast. Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right, they're once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new beard hedger. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the beard hedger allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the code SCREENADDICTS for 20% off and free shipping.